What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All right, folks, despite the fact that my hands smell like burnt maple and shellac, Nick actually had to read the manual for his Festool Domino to install a shelf, and Jason... Ah, Jason. Jason (laughs) has been known to lip-sync Miley Cyrus's The Climb while driving his 1998 Ford Escort on YouTube. (laughs) I love that that video is making the rounds. (laughs) Oh, is it? It's on repeat. It is. Everybody search Jason Hibbs on YouTube to find his rousing rendition for his lip-syncing debut on YouTube. It's about to climb, baby. Mm, It is going to climb the charts. Uh, Okay, this podcast continues to be sponsored by our astroplated March Madness lovers over at Bits and Bits, who, by the way, had St. Peter's going all the way this year. Brackets? Busted. Busted. Now, when Bits and Bits aren't putting their life savings down on the Cinderella stories in the NCAA tourney, they are making their own bits for routers, the CNC, etc. right here in the US of A, where gas prices... Well, you go ahead and make your own joke. Uh, Now, after Bits and Bits makes them bits, they grab a bucket of Astro Coating and dunk them like a Chick-fil-A nugget in Polynesian sauce. My favorite. In this, yeah. it's all about the Chick Fil A sauce. All right, man. all right, that's my wife's on board with that too. But I like both. Yeah. Oh, you like mixing? You make a hybrid yeah. Polynesian. Uh-huh. Did you just double dip <laughs> a Polynesian Chick Fil A sauce? Okay, now that I that I can try. And this tangy but sweet Astro coating has proven to give these bits higher speeds and feed rates, and extend the life of them by up to three times. Bits and bits are also constantly coming out with new bits and expanding their tool selection. So go check out their new tools page on bitsbits.com and hashtag get bit, baby. And don't forget, they also take the Great American Whiteside router bits and glaze them with their special Astro coating so they can be fully optimized in your routers, CNCs, Shaper Origins, or Dremels, if you dare. Mm-hmm. I don't, Ooh, I don't wow. think so. I just made that one I out. don't dare. Uh, I wouldn't. And then they make an eighth inch shank. Night my fit. Well, well. Finally, Bits and Bits is also an authorized Festool dealer, so go pick up one of Festool's amazing new products, from their next generation thin curve track saw to the quad drive drill, or heck, add everything to cart and save on shipping. And be sure to check out all my bits and bits offerings at bitsbits.com. <laughs> 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 I got you. At the I'm end. Ron Burgundy, <laughs> and, <laughs> and use coupon code Morsels15 to save fifteen percent off your next order of a router and/or CNC bits. Because every time you use that coupon code, my morsels get one step closer to getting their very own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And while <laughs> wow. I was in Providence this weekend, there was a—I don't know if it was a restaurant or a store within the hotel like walkway into a mall or something and it was called morsels and no i did not have time to go and get my picture in front of it but people sent me pictures of it i bet they did i bet they did 
Yes, they did. Uh, I bet they did. Well, fellas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to change the subject off your nipples, but we've got some new patrons. And I like to call them our morsel makers. <laughs> um, and our they morsel are. musketeers. <laughs> Here's the new patrons. We've got um, I like, Michael. I like this name. Wildison. Wildest, yeah. I like wild assassin. I think that's what we should call Michael. Wild assassin. Yeah. Wild ass. It's not a. Yeah, it's wild ass in, or wild, <laughs> or it's wildison. 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 Okay. Wildison. Michael Wildison. I think Wildison. <laughs> okay. That sounds better. That's probably correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a priest questioning his congregation. Will they sin? I don't know. <laughs> they might. Probably. Uh, then we got. Uh, Nolan's younger brother, Bob Ryan. Mm. I was oh. I was told never trust a man with two first names. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. And then we've got um a guy with a first name and a bird. We got Ben <laughs> Mallard. My favorite duck. Oh. And then we've got um <laughs> Nick Pratter. Prater. Uh, Prater. Okay. And we got uh, Jeremy Jeffrey. Wow, another, another two first name guy. Two first namer. Yeah. He apparently wow. likes to go by JJ. Oh, I like he that. He does. Yeah. And then JJ we got um, we got Justin. And if you stop short in front of him, he may horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's my move. Uh, Everybody knows. I stop short. <laughs> stop short. Make a grab. <laughs> Then we got uh, David oh Murphy. Oh my gosh, another that could one. Be another two it's first It's a Goocher. Name. And then we've got a new top tier patron, or should I say patrons? Patron couple. Because they double dipped on this one. Well, you can't yeah, assume they're a couple. Oh. They could be brother That's... and sister. <laughs> That's true. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're related we got, somehow. Um, Lindsay and Enrique Quintao. Nice. Nice. Did I? Very nice. I think I nailed oh, that man. pronunciation. I think you did. Yeah. Perfecto. Okay. Perfecto. And then, of course, we've got some returning top tier patrons. We'll talk about them at the end of the podcast. And holy cow, do we have a bunch of questions from the patrons that we will answer in the after show. So if you're not a patron and you want access to the after show, you want to hear the answers to all these questions and you want to ask questions of your own, you just go to patreon.com slash shop sounds podcast. You sign up to be a patron. Any tier level gets you access to the after show. You can ask questions. We'll answer your questions. And we'll make fun of your name once you sign mm-hmm. up. So, Yep. There's just really no wrong reason to do it. I mean, it's all win-win. I mean, it uh, is a win-win. I signed up. Yeah. Are you really? No. Are you a patron? No. Oh, I was one <laughs> of, of the first ones. <laughs> oh, I was okay. one of the first ones to sign up. Jason was the first patron. The first. That's right. Wow. Get the ball rolling. Lead by example. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. Right. Um, what's new? What's happening? What's shaking? What's going down? What's the big cheese? What's the scoop? Mm. <laughs> what's the dilly? The 411. The dilly dilly. Well, Man, you, you actually nailed it, uh, Keith, you said I had to read the manual. Right. <laughs> I, I I may have actually read the manual. Does it explain how to do shelves in the manual? It it does. Oh. Yeah. So it, it actually tells you how to do mid um 
Well, oh, what do they call it in the manual? It had a specific name. It was like uh, midfield, mid some mid panel. Oh, all right, mid panel. Did it? Um, was it the way that I told you to do it? No. Oh. So okay. I you know I texted you both and said, hey, I forgot how to do this. What's the easiest way to do this? I know there's something simple, and the way you told me how to do would work if I had three quarter inch shelving. Mm. Oh, it wouldn't work for half inch. Yeah, so I'm using half inch shelves, and had I done that, it it would have raised it up a little bit, and my shelves wouldn't have been where I wanted them. You raised me. <laughs> Why couldn't you would, just put a quarter inch, you know, piece of scrap underneath the shelf well, I, and do I it didn't, the same way? Yeah, I could have done that, and I guess that would have worked, but I think um, the distance. Be- well, so the the Domino five hundred, it's a ten mil offset from the yes, the base to the middle of the to bit. the middle of the bit, and half inch shelving, uh, you know, it's just it's just enough to where it's going to raise it up. I guess I could have put like a quarter inch shim underneath it, and then tilted it up and then used it that way to get my reference mark. But what I ended up doing was just taking another measurement and raise it up 10 mil and then put my shelf there and used it as my fence. Hmm. So it wasn't that big of a dip, you know, didn't make a whole lot, but I just had to think about it for a little bit and be like, okay, I just need to move this up 10 mil so that I hit the center of where I want my shelves. But how did you, but why does it matter if it's in the center? Why does it matter if it's off a little bit? Doesn't. Well, I mean, half inch, if I'm using five by 30 dominoes, I, I need those to I be guess. like right in the middle of mm, that shelf. I guess that's mm-hmm. that's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'll quit playing devil's advocate here. No, it's okay. That's all right. I mean, what you told me is, I mean, exactly what I've done in the past with three quarter inch shelving. Mm. You literally just strike a line, put the shelf up on that line, and then use that. You cut your dominoes in both the shelf and in the, the, the case side. side, right? Yeah, the, the case side. And they go in exactly where you want them, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. with half inch. Well, and with three quarter, it doesn't matter if you're off like no, you eighth can be, inch either direction. It doesn't right. matter as long as you're off that much on both pieces. On both pieces, it goes right in the same spot where you wanted it. Yeah, with the half inch, it was just enough off where it wouldn't work out that way. But hey, not um, a big deal. Speaking of machines that drill unnaturally shaped holes into wood. Oh, no. Uh, guess what I just got in the mail? Shaper? A Craig Jig. A Lamella. Oh. oh. Very nice. Yeah. The la- it's still, oh, still, the biscuit joint a, um, still buried in a bath of packing peanuts. I haven't oh, pulled it out of the box I wish yet. they would not I saw, do that. <laughs> I know. Saw just enough of the handle to know that's what's in there. Nice. <laughs> but I didn't want to make a big mess over my shop yet, so... That sounds like a job for Craig to dig that thing out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. What are you yeah. What are you using the lamella for? Well, I'm doing these built-in shelves on this office space that we're constructing, uh-huh. and they're 25 feet tall. <laughs> so oh my that's gosh. a 25 foot tall face frame. So obviously, I'm going to have to like stack face frame on top of face frame and i thought the easiest way to do it would be use that lamello and then i can just clip it together as i go yeah just kind of build a bunch of parts and pieces and then stack them and clip them and glue them 
boom, bang. I mean, Keith made it look easy. I'm not going to use 68 of them like he did. But. You will on 25-footer. <laughs> oh, man. No, because I'm not going to use them to hook it the face frame to the boxes. Oh. Because I'm going to paint everything. I'm just going to tack the face frame to the box. I'm just going to use them to stack face frame on top of face frame. Okay. Oh. So, if that makes sense. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. That's the plan. Keith already has a reason why that's not going to work. No, I'm just thinking it would be a lot easier like to actually snap it to the face frame, (laughs) too. Here we go. There we go. The aggravated decibel. (laughs) 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 He's hitting it early, guys. Yeah, but I got to turn the volume on on myself down. (laughs) I don't think it'd be easier for... Okay, so how big was your mudroom that you did? Eight feet by... It was eight feet long, I think. Eight feet high. Okay, eight feet long, eight feet high. So you multiply that by, let's say, six to get the shelf that I'm doing. 68 times six. Wow. That's a lot of... No, you don't like need that many. That's like over 400 lamello clips. <laughs> I, There's no way I'm doing that. I, I used way too many. I, did, I didn't space them out far, or I spaced them too close. It wasn't necessary. You had them touching. Yeah. Well, th- that's because they were going into two pieces of three quarter at the same time. You have to kind of, otherwise. <laughs> but it's... No, I just mean like continuously touching. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> end to end. Every all... single one. The yeah, whole way up. Everyone was touching. <laughs> but I mean, imagine how awesome that'd be. You build a 25 foot face frame and you just stand it up and snap and it. Clip it in there. Fill any nail yeah, holes. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing that. All right, I'm that. coming out there. Pick up my plane ticket. When are you doing <laughs> it? Dude, it would be so awesome to have somebody else out here to help me do this. Because I don't even know how I'm going to wrestle these into place to like stack them on top of each other. I'm going to have to get like a rope and pulley yeah. system going on to like hoist them up there. Yes. We're going to need a transmission hoist. Or are you going to need to put up... A- Thankfully, I've got exposed uh, rafters in that thing, so there's lots of anchor points. I should just be able to, yeah, just tie a rope on and... yeah. Hoist it up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pull it, it up. Give it a little donkey kick into place and boom. <laughs> installed. <laughs> installed. Installed. Drop the, drop the blinds and installed. <laughs> I'll come back and seal that up later. Yeah, right. <laughs> just in time for Amy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ooh. That's cool, though. Yeah, so I'm excited to pull that thing out. I'll probably be calling you a lot here in the near future and asking a bunch of questions. Okay. So they asked me which uh, clips I wanted, Mm -hmm. and I told them I didn't want the ones where you have to drill the little hole with the little nut. I just want the ones that (laughs) clip together. nut. Yeah. The little nut. The Allen key. Set screw, whatever it is. Yeah. I didn't want that kind. I wanted the clip ones. What are those called? The Clamello? The Tensos. Tenso. The other ones are the Clamex. The Clamatus? Right. What's it called? Clamactic. Easy. The Climax. Easy. This is a family show. Because every time I... Hook, I do a glue up and use those I climax, basically. Yeah. Because it's invigorating. Oh, okay. That's after show material. My bad. Wow. Like okay. I said. Shut it down. Well, <laughs> luckily those words are big enough that most, you know, listeners that are of that age won't even know what that means. Right. So I think I don't true. even I'm not sure I know what any of I didn't what we just said that. means. It's been so. years. <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, I got that, uh, yeah, I got that whirly, whirly gig. I probably won't start on that for a while, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that'd be cool when, and, it, when it does actually happen, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monster. 
That'll be a monster. We got all the wood delivered for the office uh, on Thursday. Million dollars. On a huge <laughs> flatbed truck. And man, I got to hand it to those truck drivers. It's pretty amazing. Have you ever seen a huge wood delivery like that where it's all pal? I mean, it was literally the entire flatbed. It's probably they like a. Tip it up and then drive they just away. Roll it off. Yeah. Yeah, they just tip it up slowly. And yep. he left the straps on the back. And I was like, hey, you didn't undo those. He left two straps on the back. And He's I was like, like you didn't undo those doing. straps. He's like, trust it's me. It's my first this. rodeo. And then he lifted it up. And even with the straps on there, it still went. But it like really slowed its roll off the back. Oh. And it just kind of eased forward under the tension of those straps until it just made contact with the driveway. And then took the straps off. And whoo. Amazing. Wow. Boom. It's like watching one of those now, dump trucks with gravel and they drive so slow, perfectly slow enough to get a, a perfectly even layer of gravel down the driveway. Yeah. As they go backwards. Well, yes. Yes. And driving the thing over I it. Was, yeah, that's the best. The thing I was impressed with is our driveway is not at all level. No. It's actually really at a slant because we got a drain the in the middle in the of middle. it because yep. and it all goes to the drain. And so he pulled in and I was thinking boy, he's going to lift this thing up. It's all going to slide off the side of the flatbed. <laughs> but he noticed this, and he put some blocks under the wheels and then backed up so oh. the truck was perfectly level, and then he did it. I mean, this guy Smart knew dude. what he was about. Yep. Professional. Now, is yep. is this the same driveway that used to uh, house a, a 95 Ford Escort? That was just dirt at the time? A 95? Yeah, that's the same driveway. What year was that is Escort, really? by the way? Yeah. Yeah, that was the same uh, house. I think it was a, ni- I think it was a 98. I, that's what I 98. guessed. I just guessed. Yeah, it was, that's uh, hilarious. It was like uh, teal green. Yes, that's what my mother had. Well, I yeah. couldn't tell with a black and white. Mm. So it's funny. That was probably the first video I ever put on YouTube. And I made that video right after me and my wife got married. And my sister was graduating from um, college and going into the Air Force. And I made it as like a congratulations video for her graduation. <laughs> I was wondering what that was at the end. Congratulations, <laughs> like, Jody, yeah, or is it yeah, so random? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I sent it to her as like a happy, you know, graduation. You know, it's Miley Cyrus is like, it's, about oh, it's climb. always going to be another mountain. Like it's, it's the climb, like enjoy it. I was very heartfelt, obviously. Oh my gosh. Um, but I pretty I nailed the lip sync on the that. The only pretty, thing pretty you good. didn't nail is towards the end when you're standing there and your arms outstretched, going oh, like you're a little off there. That, that, okay, sorry. But when you redo it yeah. for your 200th episode or 200, you should YouTube redo video, it. You need to remake that was, it. <laughs> that was filmed on one of those little cannons. Remember the little cannons that looked like a pack of playing cards, like an elf. Yeah, they're like the yeah, exactly the elf. Yeah. It was filmed on an elf, and then I used Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> It's the best to put that together. I High think, production. So. It's probably the same program that your 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 film crew uses. Right, right. Probably. Yeah, no doubt. I think if you sure. redo it, you should do it like Alanis Morissette's Ironic, where you got multiples of yourself singing to yourself in the back seat and the front oh, seat. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so See, good. now with all my skills and years of film training, I could do it really well. Mm-hmm. This could be yeah, epic. That was back before the beard when I still had a nice thick head of hair. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a beautiful hat. That's right. There's no hat. No yep. hat in yeah. sight. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? Glory days. Impressive. Yep. The good Lord gives <laughs> and the good Lord takes away. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, people, you're going to love it. You got to go watch.
Hey, oh, did so you good. see? Um, I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Okay. While while we're talking about me, we'll just continue on. Um, yes. Did you see? I stole. I mean, I called and talked to you about it, but I stole you and. Well, I guess that's originally Paul's mm-hmm. brass epoxy technique. Right. This last week to make this sign, and I gotta say, it's pretty convincing as brass. Mm. It looked like. Did it. you sand up as high? I sanded, so I only sanded with steel wool. I didn't even start with oh. regular sandpaper. Well, that's not true. I sent them through my drum sander, which I think has 220 on it, and I got them kind of flat on the top, and then I just hit it with steel wool after that, and I started at one and went up to quadruple zero. Mm-hmm. Nice. And just buffed those things up, and yeah, all the little flakes start to pop out and shine up. Right. And you know what yeah, works? I kind of liked it because... Oh. Go ahead. Go I was going to say, you know, what even works say- better is if you put a buffer, put them on a buffer, like a wheel buffer, like a high-speed buffer, put a little bit oh. of, um, put a little bit of, uh, whatever you call that, that you put on a buffer. Cutting compound? Yeah, compound, something. And man, they really shine up. Oh, I should have done that. I should have done it the same way I did the pipe. I just yes. put on that buffer. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. I just painstakingly did it by <laughs> hand with a little thing of... Steel wool, and by the time I start but, with a full pad of steel wool, by the time I'm done, it's just a little nothing. <laughs> that's of one steel thread wool. of But with steel. the steel wool, it's still kind of like a matte finish, though, isn't it? It's not but like see, that's sh- what it's I wanted. shiny. I didn't, I didn't want it shiny, and that's yeah, the yeah. thing. I poured the black epoxy around like the outside ring and the moth, and it was like piano gloss. Right. I mean, it was mirror finish, and I just yeah. didn't like the way it looked. So I hit that all with steel wool, too, to just give it a matte black oh, look because okay. I thought that looked a lot better. Knock it down. So it knocks so, it down a lot. Yeah, nothing. It's all kind of matte. It's not glossy. I didn't want it super. It didn't look as convincing as um, brass to me when it was super glossy. Right. This well, looks more yeah, like. Brass isn't really glossy. No, this looks more like kind of an aged, like hand rubbed brass finish. Mm. Nice. But I like it. I think it looks good. Awesome. I did mess up horribly in pouring the epoxy on there. Got all my letters cut out. I did it the old fashioned way on the. Bandsaw and scroll saw, and you I had them all laid. Saw? That's what I said. Well, I, I, that's what exactly what Keith said. I don't even know where I got this thing. It's literally been sitting on a shelf. I never remember using it until this project. I think somebody gave it to me when I first started out, and they just had it in their garage. And at that point, I was like, "Yeah, I'll take any free tools I can get." Mm-hmm. And it's literally been sitting. It, it had this thing that is supposed to blow air on the piece while you cut it mm-hmm. yeah i couldn't get that to work so i was just sitting there like <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have craig like, doing that <laughs> he, was, he wasn't out oh. there it was his you could have had him with a straw just blowing oh, the, the sawdust off so good but the end, all video. these letters i'm like hyperventilating over right. there like <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to keep up with my feed rate but yeah i cut those out but then all the letters can only go one way um well, I mean, the O's could be flipped around backwards or whatever, but the R's are obvious. The B's are obvious. Somehow, guys, I got the capital N flipped around the wrong way. Mm. Port epoxy <laughs> all over the wrong side. Um, Let it dry. Still didn't notice. Thought I'd go ahead and put a second coat of epoxy. Poured that all over. <laughs> then after epoxy coat two was done, I laid out all the letters. That was the first time I put them all together to spell bourbon. And I was staring at it, and I was like... 
Why does that not look right? <laughs> Why does it look like my son <laughs> wrote it? <laughs> Be like, what? something is off here. And then it clicked. I flipped the N around. So at that point, I couldn't just sand down the N and redo it because I didn't measure out when I mixed that oh, brass powder yeah. in with the epoxy. There's no way I was going to get the color back. Mm-hmm. So I sanded oh, all of them down no. again to bare wood. <gasps> And re-poured all of them. Oh my gosh. Because that's the only way I could get the color right. Consistent, yeah. Yeah. Wow, you're living my life out there. (laughs) Yeah, so I didn't think the video was going to come out today because I didn't have it done until Friday afternoon and still had to edit and voiceover and everything. Um, But it came out this (laughs) morning. That's always. That's weird. I did not get a notification. I didn't either. Hmm. Well, is it still on hey, private? Hold on, I got a got a phone call here. Let's see who it is. Hello? Hello, Jason? Yeah. Hey, this is Bill Pickett. I'm the one that was as a... I'm building the shop over in Corvallis, and I was I wanted to come look at your dust processor. Okay. Um, we're home now. We just got back from uh, four weeks down in the, down the desert, and uh, mm. uh, I've kind of got a deal hanging with uh, Harvey for a what I thought was a pretty fair price on their processor, but I'd really like to look at that thing and see what it looks like first before I buy it. Yeah, man, I'll be in the shop all this um, next week. I can't talk right now. I'm doing a podcast, but if you want to... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, ta- I'll call you Monday. Okay, yeah, call me anytime this next week, and um, we'll set up a time. You can swing by and check it out. Thanks, man. Love it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Nice business calls. He's got hey. a good price from Harvey. I guess so. He's a retired shop teacher, I think, and oh, awesome. um, he wants to buy their desk collector, but he wants to see it in person. First. The one you Boy, have? I could talk about. Could talk about Harvey right now. I had a rough go with him this last week. Ooh, save that for the oh, after show. Yeah, save it for the after show. Save it for the after show. It's... Okay, I will say. I want to say in the main show they did make it right in the end, but good. Okay. It, it was. Um, it was a process. Anyways, the dust process. <laughs> the dust process. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to to know that our uh, podcast is still fair game for business. So yeah, yep, yeah. If anybody calls me, I'll answer it. Yeah, we can do a live yeah. call in show. I was yeah. really hoping that was a spam. I thought it was probably a spam call. That's why <laughs> that I answered it. I thought we could we could oh, have fun with so them. Good, you know, on the podcast. If but... we could do a live lamp session, <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be amazing. That would be awesome. I got a call from some roofing company, some national roofing company this last week, and they wanted to know the condition of my roof. And I don't know why whenever I, talk to this, whenever I talk to the spam people, I always get a southern accent. You do and or they do? I do. Oh, okay. Because I always start to play around with them. And I was like, well, unfortunately, we live in one of those um, asteroid migration routes, and we got hit with an asteroid last year. <laughs> Migration route? Is that what they're called? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that, sir. Yeah, they're like, oh, so you need a new roof. And I was like, no, we actually kind of like it. We put some saran wrap over the hole. It's kind of like a skylight. We like it a lot. (laughs) The house is so much brighter. My goal, my ultimate goal when I get a spam call is to get them to hang up on me. Oh, yeah. Oh. Because I feel like that's victory. Because... People are always hanging up on them, but if I can flip it and get them to hang up on me, I know that I won. And they have right. hung up after that. So they're like, uh, I don't have time for this. 
Yeah. It didn't help that I was driving in my car, so I was on Bluetooth, and my son was in the back seat, and he kept saying, <laughs> Dad, why are you lying to this person? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you're like, it son, didn't help. You're, the... you're blowing my cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pipe down back there. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to give well, you a whoop. working on Keith. Yes. You were um, at a very exclusive event. Just got back, what, today? Yes, In literally like two hours ago. I just got back. Oh. Tell yeah, us. Yeah, so. Where you been? Drove to Providence. Uh, oh, actually, I drove straight to Boston first Thursday to meet my buddy Derek from Malden at his uh, his work on the South Street, or South Street, yes, Boston Seaport, whatever. Parked my truck there. Then we drove down to Providence. Yeah. Uh, Checked into the hotel. Can you drive there? Is there like a bridge or what? To Providence? What? Yeah, well, it's an island, right? Oh Rhode Island. There's yeah. there no there's to a get, road to get over to like Newport and everything. You do have to go over a bridge that is on part of the island. Oh. Uh, no, we didn't have to take a plane or anything. We were able to or a ferry. We were able to drive on the tarmac, and so yeah, the festival event. This festival, <laughs> you know, it was. I thought it was, I didn't know. I didn't know what to expect. I thought there was going to be like 150, 200 people. It was more like, there were, I think there were more festival people there than actual people like us. So it was, it was kind of content creators and a couple people from the trades. Um, you know, all, it was kind of like a little mini workbench con. It was like Alma from Pink Soul Studios, Ian Curtis, Jess Crow, Mike Coffey, Nolan Bilt, uh, Jason Bent, Eric Gorges, uh, Kyle from RR Buildings was there. Um, Brian P. Ronnie Fulton. Ronnie Fulton, yeah. Uh, my buddy Jesse from Restoration Woodworks. So, and they were just basically they had booths set up. So, booth for the routers showing the new router, and then a drill, the new drill, the new track saw, and then they had a special black curtain in the back to show us. That's why we had to sign an NDA to show us some new products that are coming out. Which, oh, it's, oh tell us all about them. Well, to be After honest. Show. It's funny because um, this guy that I follow, Finnish carpenter, uh, Sean Kelly, Kelco Carpentry, I'm, I met up with him at lunch and he's like, oh, you were at that festival thing last night? They had some new stuff. I was like, yeah, you know, I can't talk about it. It's like, oh, isn't it the stuff they have in Europe already? And he starts naming off everything that, that, that was there. I was like, oh, um, I, I can either confirm nor deny that. <laughs> But yes. Oh. Um, so if you want to know, just go look on the European yeah. website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just get a VPN and pretend That's like right. you're in Europe. and Festool.eu. Yeah. Yeah. But they had, you know, passing hors d'oeuvres and an open bar for people. And oh, oh, they had seltzer. I didn't have to pay for a seltzer like WorkbenchCon. So that was oh beautiful. My I goodness. was pounding those things left and right. And then, uh, yeah, then we went to dinner at like this Irish. I had a, I, we didn't have dinner till like midnight. So we're out to like 2 a.m., you know, typical like workbench. And then the next day was JLC, which is Journal of Light Construction. It's like a trade show kind of thing for more of like for builders and remodelers, which I used to go to every year. I haven't been in a long time. So Festival had a big presence there at the U.S. Tool uh, and Fastener setup. So you could actually buy stuff there. Um, normally you'd have to like, oh, you place the order and we'll ship it to you. But they actually had stuff, all these new products. You could buy the new tracks. So you could buy that sis or the boom box. Was it the top rock? Oh, top, the top rock. rock. I got to say, I like that thing. It's got good sound. It's got good sound. It's pretty the cool. Fact, the fact that you said it had, you know, airspace underneath it for bass response mm. blew me away. And a soft close well, yeah, top. No, I think that's why the, it sounds so good. It's got that giant empty box right yeah, underneath. Right. And well, you can pair it. Sense. I mean, you can pair it with another well, one. Craig was, 
Craig was tinkering around with it, trying to take the <laughs> lid off. Yeah, because he wants to put the lid from the top rock onto the cool tainer because he <gasps> thinks a bigger empty space would sound even better. Oh. This is what I told the guys at Product and Development. I said, because they were showing a vacuum to me or whatever. I'm like, all right, this is what you need. You need a vacuum that has a built-in cooler and is also a built-in speaker and has a battery charger built into the side, like a, a basically like a Dr. Seuss kind of all-in-one combined unit. Everything is right there. And you, it's all on wheels. Yeah. He's like, we'll see. So, I don't know. We'll see. So. <laughs> I got to say, though, their cool tainer I thought was a stupid product. It's an empty sustainer. Right, I thought with that was foam dumb. liner. <laughs> with foam liner. The Top Rock, it's cool. I think it sounds really awesome. But if you just did what I said, yeah. take the Top Rock lid, which that is the Bluetooth, and put it on the cool tainer, now you've got a good product. But now my you've now got a I portable don't... cooler. Yes. And that would be great. You're right. Bluetooth. But now would I... it sound as good though with you know ice and ice in drinks there? and everything? Yeah, uh, you get a couple drinks, it'll sound great. <laughs> a couple drinks, everything sounds great. Yeah. But if I put that speaker in the lid of my cool tainer, what am I gonna use for a step stool in the shop? Because I don't want to step on that speaker. Like that's why the cool tainer is great. It's like the perfect height for a step stool. I would use a step stool to reach my lumber rack. Oh, you'd use a step wow. stool. I wouldn't trust my fat butt <laughs> standing on that cool no, tainer. I, I, feel I like wouldn't I'd stand on any sustainer. I don't know. But so did he? Was he? Huh. Did he successfully uh, implant it in the cool tainer? No, because it looks like you got to have some special tool to get it unclipped. Of like course. they probably have this specialty the thing where they, you know, assemble mm -hmm. it in, in the factory. And I was yeah. afraid we we're gonna break the little plastic clips. And I there's told only him, one tool, right? The Festooli. I said, Craig, we paid yeah. way too much for this for you to break it. <laughs> so, what's wait, so we were yeah. at lunch and uh, my buddy Jesse had bought one. And Derek's like, crap, my phone's dying. He's like, there's a charger right here. You just plug right into the this the whatever the, heck, the top rock, and he charged his phone right at lunch, right off yeah. the sustainer. Yep, kind of nice. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yep, kind of nice. I will say the thing that I am most happy about with their new push of tools is the redesign of the tracks. Yes. Oh yes, that looks really. Uh, Keith, your yeah. video you posted today with showing all of that stuff—that's mm -hmm. phenomenal. I mean, it's so simple, yeah, but it's, it's just—it's like genius. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool, and like the fact that they just put a couple countersunk holes in the top of it. Yeah, screws. I mean, mm -hmm. I drilled holes in my other ones <laughs> yeah, for that too. exact reason. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, I mean, that was such an easy thing to do, and it makes sense. And then it's got that big slot in the middle. It fits over the handle of the sustainer. You can carry it around. It's Although, like, it looked really funny, you carrying that, like, 55-inch on that sustainer. Like, how do you turn a corner with that? Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I should have put the 8-foot track. How do you get out of anywhere? That's true. <laughs> but you hook it. The, that track saw... And if you, if people you saw my if you haven't seen my video, so I had a two year old track saw and I put it up against this brand new thin curf design. I went an eight quarter walnut, an eight foot piece, and the the one that's two years old died ha like three quarters of the way through it overheated. I had to cool it, blow compressed air on it to cool it down before the engine will the motor will start back up. So it was actual cut <laughs> time was like three minutes. The new track saw twenty seconds. I and I yeah. probably no, could have pushed it harder if I had. But I just like, I'll just ride along here. Yeah, yeah. no, that's what blew my mind because they sent me the first updated one, the 55, the battery powered one. 
and that was the first rendition of the thin curve. Right. And so I was it, skeptical because I thought like blade deflection, this and that, but man, it cut so much smoother. When when we were out there in October, did is that the one that you had already? The battery powered one? If it was battery powered, then yeah, that's the yeah. one I had. So the battery powered is the the thin curve. Yeah. 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 It was making I mean, it cut it cut through that I mean I don't remember. Was it four quarter? Or did we have eight quarter for the? No, we had eight quarter. We had eight quarter. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was one pass, no problem. Like butter. Yeah. No, I know it's crazy what you do just reducing that blade, and I'm sure there's you know advances to the motor and all right. that. Driving knife, but, but I think you know sedge and all that. Sedge said that um, it wasn't just like oh we'll make a thinner blade. Like it was I don't know years, but tons of engineering to make sure that it, like Jason just said that it doesn't deflect. Because that's exactly what happens in those thin curve blades. So it's, I, I was just blown away. I really was stunned. I've never really been stunned by a tool. I've been amazed by like how cool it was and what it did, but like completely stunned by, and it's, it kind of, I'm like, why? Number one, everyone's complaint is that thing is underpowered, which it is. It has been for years. I've had one for the, 16 the years. Yeah. It's always been underpowered. It just yeah. makes no sense. And to just change the blade, and I, like Jason said, I'm sure there's some other electronic things inside. And I noticed on the placard that the RPMs go a little higher. They go up to 5,800 rather than 5,200. I guess you need to spin it faster for the thin curve to get it to... I, I don't know. I'm not an engineer. But anyway, I, I feel that some people are <laughs> commenting on my post saying, oh, I just bought a 55 a month ago, and now this comes out. <laughs> Like return it, mm. send it back. Uh, I mean that always, yeah. yeah that always Seriously, happens. get the get the new one. And the cool thing with the battery powered one that I did not know until I was I took it to a job site and I had the batteries and they started to die and I only had one charger, so I took one battery out and put it in the charger and then that one charged and then I was like, dang, now I got to wait for this other battery to charge. So I put the one battery in the in the saw, took the other battery out, put it in the charger. And I was like, I wonder if this thing will work just with one battery in. And it does. Oh, yeah. It's just how you don't need both batteries in there. It'll work with just, just one battery. It's just half life, in. right? Like it just won't last as long. But Well, yeah. But when you're like bouncing back and forth trying to get something done, you don't have to wait for two batteries to charge. It was awesome. It just oh, runs yeah, fine with one that, battery in it. You just don't great. have as much life on it. And, sure. and don't forget to order all your Festool products through Bits and Bits at bitsbits.com. I don't want to turn this into a Festool ad. I was just... Oh, uh, no kidding. Yeah, I was impressed by even that new drill. I was really impressed with... Yeah, that video it's I'm going to... anti... What do they call it? Yeah, that? it's anti-kickback kind of. Um, so that when you're drilling... Yeah, so when you get the handle on, you're drilling like a giant force a bit through a two-by-four to run wires and you catch something, like your wrist will break. So mm -hmm. this... I've I've known guys that have broken their wrist wow. that way. Yeah, there's oh, so yeah. much so much yeah. torque it's in this e thing. It's easy. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then back to... We were out... I don't know. We were out till like two in the morning, of course, like Corkmanchcon on Friday night. Got up early and then... I don't even know. Oh, so yeah, last night so was at Derek's. We're down in his basement shop, and it's like midnight. He's like, "Hey, my brother gave me this slab. Let's uh, let's see how he wants me to flatten it. Let's throw it up on the table and see." So we put up. Two hours later, like we had the top flat, so it's like two in the morning. We're flattening a slab oh on the CNC. Oh my gosh! So I'm ex I'm exhausted. And then four and a half hour drive home, and uh, but that's all right. When does your um, class start? 
Oh, the filming of the uh, online class. Yeah. So they are they're coming out the week of April tenth. They're going to be here for five oh, so you days. Got some time. I got a little time. So I have that first one almost built, but not quite. I <laughs> good thing this is a prototype because I built the whole base assembly two inches too short. Oh no! <laughs> I think because I made my template that it's two inches down from the top, then it starts to taper. So it should be 26 and a half inches tall, I think. And I made it 24 and a half inches tall. So I must have not taken into account that extra two inches of top. I don't know what I did, but because afterwards I'm like, I measured it. I'm like, that doesn't seem right. And I look at my sketch. I'm like, that's definitely not right. But hmm. that's all right. I got to build two more of them anyway. I got to have like in process and one finished and... Oh, but by the way, today we're at Woodcraft, Derek and I, and all of a sudden uh, this guy's like, hey, Derek, how you doing? I Tom Silva, this old house. <laughs> hey, what's up? Yep. Hey, Tom, how are you? What happens when you're uh, never, famous on a TV show? Never heard of him. Never? <laughs> I figured. Mm. That's the shorter old guy, yeah. right? Yeah. What a nice guy. Yeah, okay. I know. What a nice guy. I know who that is. The Silver he Fox. He seems like a nice guy. So nice. Yeah. yeah. So he was just, he was picking up a new uh, Festool track saw blade. Just so happened. Oh, oh uh, 1.8 millimeter, huh? Yep. Then curve. TK, baby. <laughs> wow. The he TK. Got, <laughs> TM. He must have got the new saw, too. Yeah, must have. <laughs> now, for everybody that doesn't know, Keith, because mm. I, I know. Sure, what do you, what are you What are you making for this? Oh, the online work? course? Oh, so it's a walnut console table. It's, it's, very, it's like a hybrid of uh, something I've made before, but it's got... Angled legs with uh, angled bridle joints, a shelf on the bottom, tapered legs, and then the case on, that sits on top has two drawers. And a it, I, by the way, I think I'm hashtagging or patent pending this hashtag. I'm calling them miter falls from now on instead of mitered or waterfall edges. They're miter falls. Like, miter falls. Like miter waterfalls. I like it. Uh, so yeah, and everything is solid walnut except for the bottom of the drawer, which will be eighth-inch walnut laminated to quarter-inch MDF. Nice. So, yeah. so there's a lot... Eighth-inch uh, roundovers on the miters? Everywhere. Or? Actually, I'm yeah. going quarter-inch. Yeah, I'm going to email Mike <laughs> at Bits and Bits. <laughs> Give me that. Go full-on. I want triple <laughs> astrocoded for nine times <laughs> of the life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, rounded over, baby. Yeah, yeah. In that, my story today that I tagged you in about taking care of my miters, somebody, I can't remember who it was, they were like, just have him send over his half inch round over, <laughs> go full full send on those things. Yeah, I'm never going to live that one down. That's fine. <laughs> I, I just I watched it. a video the other day. It was like I was scrolling through Facebook of all places. And there was like a clickbaity video, and it was this guy who makes like the most unsatisfying videos of all time. Have you seen any of these? No. Where did, he'll did like just stop. He'll like pull out a bag of chips, and he'll purposely like open it from the bottom <laughs> instead of the top. Oh, like or he'll like have a beautiful videos. cake, and he'll oh, okay. cut like the most ridiculous like cut a misshapen out piece out of it, mm -hmm. or he'll take like a piece of pizza and he'll cut like a triangle out of the center of it and like leave the rest of the pizza. <laughs> it's just like everything that like is cringe worthy, like you don't want people to do. But it made me think like it had like thirty million views on it. Like Keith, Son you should of do a... the woodworking equivalent of that. Make yeah. beautiful furniture and then round over it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because every one of my Facebook reels that does the best is something where it's either I make a bad mistake or it's something that anybody can rip apart. And you're right. That's what I need to do. That's that's the key to okay, virality. Can we, I don't want to get too far into this, but can we talk about reels for a second? Because yeah. I, for a long time, have been getting this notification on Instagram to like sign up for reel bonuses. And I've always ignored it because I never post reels. I just throw a picture up there or a little video. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to mess with the reels. Yesterday, I saw the thing. I was going to post a little video anyway. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll click on this bonus. I'm going to post a reel. So I posted a reel. And then this morning, I happened to have another video. And I was like, all right, I'll post another reel. Mm -hmm. I got clicked for this bonus thing. And then this afternoon, so this has been less than 24 hours of me posting two reels. This afternoon, I was like, I wonder if I can check and see if I've made any of this so-called money. <laughs> I'm up to $350. Yeah. Yeah. On two reels. And the most popular one only has 22,000 views. Really? I think you. Yeah, one's got twenty two thousand and one is nineteen. I think you How get. How in the world did I make three hundred and fifty dollars? I honestly think they give you like a bonus, like right off the bat, like one hundred and fifty bucks just for posting something. I, I, I well, I, it, it is they they do have a really strange sliding scale. Okay, so like your first. Okay, you said you had you probably got like fifty thousand views out of both of those two. Yeah, maybe. So probably like, more like your 40. first probably thirty thousand is probably two hundred dollars. Mm. And then 10 more thousand is probably like $50. And then 10 more thousand is like 25. And then it just goes down oh, and so down trying and to, down and down the trying more to you go. Hook yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah. basically, I'm looking, like, I'm looking yeah, at it right now. I've got one. The first one is 25,000. And then the second one has 19,000. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 45, 44,000 views. Yeah. I've made. That's not. $350. Nice. That's not too low. Yeah, that's that's great. And remember how we I, were talking... I can't seem to bring in those views anymore on Reels. This is what I... Because I thought, like, if you had one... If you had Facebook Reels bonus, you're not going to get Instagram bonus and, like, and vice versa because it's the same company. Well, I found out this weekend that people have both. And yeah, you can get both. Like, in my last two Reels, which were done less than a week apart, I have freaking 1.5 million views on two Reels. Meanwhile, on Facebook, they all just die. I, I make money over there, but it's only really? it's only because one out of every thirty takes off. Every other one wow. is garbage. And I, you know, I'm not complaining because uh, you know I'm very fortunate that I've made a lot of money on on Facebook. But I, it it just comes back to why this should be open to everybody. Everybody should have access yeah. to it on both platforms yeah. I and still not get don't off. Have it. It's BS. You don't have access on Facebook, Jason. No, to do reels, no. I don't. Yeah, no, I don't either. But I don't even. I don't even. I couldn't even tell you how many people are following my Key Woodworks on Facebook. I never log on to Facebook. Ah, uh, mm. just never. Do you have it automatically post when you post on Instagram? I do. Yeah. So you're probably growing over there slowly. I, the maybe, only reason I'm maybe. growing over there is because I have this company. Jelly that, Smack. 
Well, it's it's like Jelly Smack, oh, okay. but it's through my agency, it's so it's my... <laughs> it's Jam Slap. <laughs> yeah. It's more like peanut butter punch, but um, they edit down my YouTube videos and post them over there, and I'm making money that way. Like, they're all monetized, and mm-hmm. they get on average, like, anywhere from fifty to 75,000 views. I've had a wow. couple that have, like, really popped off into, like, I think I had one get, like, six million, but... Gosh. Yeah. But that's nice because I don't have to do anything. I don't even know how the reels. Yeah. Well, this is why Facebook no. sucks because you go to the app and it you pick click on your page and it just spins like nothing. It takes forever to load. And then like Nick, you were just saying, did you cross post from your Facebook to I mean from your Instagram to Facebook because it gives you that option. So I yeah. the post I did today for that track saw I was like, oh perfect, it's gonna post on my page. I don't need to do anything. And it came up an error like could not post to your Facebook. Like, what? what is going on? And then I have to go and try to figure it out. Oh, it's, it's infuriating. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Nick. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Guitar. It's, is it done? Yeah. Oh, oh, it's getting so close, guys. It's so close. You only got 20 more coats of lacquer. I need, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that way. So I have a tally mark. Uh, I've got a clipboard on my workbench that every time I hit it with a coat of clear, I give it a little tally mark. And I'm up to uh, seven. And I think I want to get like probably three more coats on and then um, do another level sand with it, wet sand it probably at like 800 grip and then do one final lacquer coat. So that, I mean, that's only two more days of spraying on it. And then I can start assembly, but the the neck is done. So in the, in the meantime, when I've been spraying the body, I put on the uh, water slide decals on the front of the headstock and on the back. And I, you know, hit it with lacquer also. So it's got like five coats of lacquer on the headstock. So the neck is done and it's ready to go onto the body as soon as the body is ready. But after I get on, you know, the next probably four coats of lacquer, I'm going to do the old um, polishing routine where I, you know, use like a medium cut and then a swirl remover and just buff it. But I'm... I'm really impressed with how well everything's laying out. Like the back, the black already looks so close to being mirror-like. Like it's really level. It's it's really reflective. And I'm, you know, I was thinking about it when I was making this sign, because you had all the issue with the black on the back and pore filling and the grain still coming through and all that. Yeah. And it made me think, why didn't you just, because you used high performance to grain fill, why didn't you just pour black epoxy on the back? Oh, man. Because I poured black epoxy (laughs) on that moth, and it was like, I mean, without any finishing, it was a perfect glass mirror. I mean, and jet black. I mean, it was black as black could be. Why don't you just use black tinted epoxy and pour that on there? I guess I totally could, but... (laughs) I think the only thing can. that you wouldn't, yeah, yeah, I still can. <laughs> I think the only thing you wouldn't want to do that is because you want to hit the whole thing in lacquer, so yeah, that you could lacquer it, over the top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you could do that. I mean, that would have been a one and done. You pour it; it's black. Move on. Yeah, <sighs> me, but 
Could you use no white, buts, white epoxy well, for the here, binding? <laughs> yeah, the th the thing with the binding though. So I wouldn't have been able to scrape the epoxy as well as I could the black lacquer, because that epoxy mm. is going to be really thick, right? Yeah, but why couldn't you have just raised the binding up a little bit to kind of make a like its own dam? Yeah, its own dam, and then pour and then sand it all level the <laughs> binding and the back. Actually, and then it would have been perfect. Actually, that's probably freak. That's what probably you should do genius. is the whole thing out of epoxy. <laughs> Just make an epoxy yeah. guitar. Hire epoxy guitar. Make a form. Dude, I'm, or, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not opposed to trying that. Did that's somebody what, do that? Uh, Malecki did for Jacko. Okay. Oh. Maybe I won't do that then. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying if you, yeah, if you just raise that binding up just a little bit so that you could pour like an eighth inch of epoxy and then sand the binding in the back down flush yeah, and then hit it all with lacquer, it would have been perfect. You know, that's interesting because when I installed the binding, I purposely had it high so that I could flush it up to the body. So I guess what I could do is just leave it up proud and then pour the epoxy in. And it would be its own mold. Yeah. It would have been And perfect. then you could just flush it up all together. Yeah. I mean, I, would, I hate that I'd here I am like now encouraging people to use epoxy. Oh my God. What have I become? What, who have you become? Who am I? Who are you? Hang up on you him. You know, Nick, what you should have done was use more epoxy. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> 100 videos later, epoxy is the staring answer. staring at the man in <laughs> the mirror. <laughs> You do a business oh. shift. Wow, yeah. oh, man. I did think it was funny that I did an epoxy video immediately after blowing up an epoxy river table. But well, you're trying to win the hearts of back of, of the epoxy people you offended. I guess so. Yep. Did you guys see that me and Cam um, from Blacktail Studios went head to head? I saw the story. I haven't watched it. Where is it? On, on Steve Ramsey's channel? or where? It's on Steve Ramsey's channel, yeah. I think he was really hoping that it would be a little more like heated discussion, mm. but Cam is such a nice guy and we're honestly like, we know each other outside of this. And so it was all in very good fun. It was a fun conversation. I'll have to go listen to that. Yeah. Cool. That's fun. Yeah. Well, what speaking else? of, you, we didn't talk about it. You, you alluded to it the last episode, blown up your epoxy table. Oh, yeah. But so we didn't actually talk about it. <clears throat> no, no, we didn't. So wh why no, don't you tell But then everybody? Keith plugged the podcast and said that we talked about exploding river tables, and that was before the video even came out. So he did? Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> I, sh <laughs> I, blew, I blew my load. I on mean, that it, one. Wasn't, it wasn't a surprise. We had been teasing it the whole time on Instagram. So yeah, uh, we blew up the river table. It went kerpow in a big way. Yeah. How many how many pans or pounds of uh, tannerite did you use? So we use it's funny because in the video, I'm sure ninety percent of the people that watched the video knew exactly what we used to blow it up, but we never said what we used because I was worried we were gonna get demonetized on YouTube. Yeah. If I we mean, like showed what explosives we were using and yeah. tannerite you have to shoot with a gun to make it explode. And I was worried if we showed a gun, they were gonna demonetize us. So we lied in the video and said we had a demolition expert on site that was handling all the safety and everything. <laughs> that you was did. Craig, right? That was Craig. Yeah, it was Craig. Yeah. yeah, Craig, sure. Back in his days in Nam, he learned a few things. <laughs> um, but now we just bought Tannerite, which it blows my mind that you can just go buy that stuff. 
Yeah, it's just available over, over the, the counter. counter. Yeah. There's no limit on how much you can buy. So what? we bought all that they had, which just happened to be 26 pounds. We bought them off <sighs> and emptied the shelves. Like, how does that not yeah, throw well, an we, FBI red flag up? Right. Uh, you were know. not we got put 26, on any list or anything? Or? <laughs> we got 26 and a half pounds, and we took a half pound, and we made a little plywood box and stuck it in there, and we went out and did a test shot. And I was pretty surprised how big of an explosion <laughs> we got with a half pound of that stuff. It, yeah. It, there was no more. It was three-quarter inch plywood. There was no box left. <laughs> no. And no. No. Craig, I told him not to. I said, don't do it. You're going to regret it. But he put his phone on a tripod like 10 feet away from the box oh, way when too we close. blew it up. And I was like, dude, your phone's going to be gone. Shattered. He lucked out. His phone was fine, but a piece of shrapnel cut one of the legs of the tripod in half. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so the video is just like his phone falling to the ground. It's like not impressive at all. But so we did the test explosion with a half pound. And then I was like, all right, I think 26 pounds will be plenty. Oh, my God. But we didn't know because I thought in my brain for it to really explode that the explosives would need to be like somehow inside the table. So it exploded out to like disintegrate it, you know? Nope. Thought if it was just attached to it, it would blow like maybe launch the table to the side and just be an explosion. But boy, we strapped that stuff to the bottom. (laughs) And there weren't very many pieces of that table left. And the ones that <laughs> no. were left were pretty small. I mean, right. it disintegrated it. It was pretty crazy. That's awesome. I mean, I a couple of years ago, we did a shoot where we blew up just one pound of Tannerite in a five-gallon bucket with some random stuff. And there was nothing left in that bucket. I mean, yeah, the bucket was gone. Everything inside the bucket was gone. We couldn't find any pieces. So when you yeah. st- when you said twenty six pounds, I was like, no, there's there will be no table. <laughs> well, and before we blew it up, I was talking to one of the um, film crew guys that's doing the show here at my house, and I was telling him what we were doing, and he's like, oh man, this is what you want to do because I've done this a lot. He's like, you want to get online and you want to buy some red chalk powder and mix it with flour and put that in around the tannerite because that'll give you a much more visually pleasing explosion because it'll give you like a big cloud and he was dead on with that i mean we got like this huge cloud coming off of it that looked way more impressive on camera than i think just the explosion would have looked sure Mm -hmm. in one of the one of the camera angles i saw a hairpin leg yeah (laughs) come rolling off that thing (laughs) we almost lost one of the legs we found three of them pretty quick they were all probably like, I don't know, within 100, 200 feet from the initial explosion, maybe a little bit farther. Um, but then we could not find one for the longest time because we were in the woods and those hairpin legs look like a stick. I mean, yeah. there's sticks all over the place, like trying to find a needle in a haystack. So <laughs> we just about gave up and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this bent and mangled piece and it was by far the worst one. It got bent in half. <laughs> my but, gosh. Wild. wild. And then I've yet to hear the response to this, but I have a sponsorship with Rockler. And the requirement is that I just, um, like, they'll pay me for every video that I use a Rockler product in the video. Mm-hmm. And so for that video, there's a line in there where I say I got on Rockler and bought some really nice hairpin legs. And that's my mention of Rockler in that video. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> 
So I haven't sent it off for approval yet. I'm wondering if they're going to be okay with that, like being the, the sponsorship mention. I will say the hairpin legs, they lasted pretty Well, you well, can they, show like, hey, these things didn't disintegrate. They lasted uh, an 28, yeah. six, whatever, 26 pound explosion. <laughs> Three of the four are still completely usable. Timothy, so. Timothy McVeigh approves of these yeah. hairpin legs. But we were back step on. about no, 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 300 no, 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 no. Are you talking to me? Sorry, I was talking cat? to Jerry. He's going to walk on the keyboard. Jerry, come on. Jerry. Oh. Jerry. Back. We were back about 350 yards, and the table was turned sideways from where we were shooting from. So the end of that box was only about five and a half inches by five and a half inches, and I had to shoot that from 350 yards out. What? Three football wow. fields and away? It, yeah, and it took how many shots? Yeah, <laughs> six, six shots. Wow! And the problem was we were back so far away, and I hadn't sighted, I hadn't shot that rifle in probably two years, so it was the scope probably wasn't sighted in very well. But Jonathan was looking through the binoculars, but it was so far away. By the time I shot, like he couldn't see where I was missing, so I had no reference on like was I <laughs> oh, high or down low, left, right? Yeah. So I just felt like I was just shooting in the dark. And I had shot for the test shot with a half pound, and I noticed I was shooting a little bit high, but that was only at like 70 yards. And so at 330 yards, I was, purposely, I was purposely aiming low, thinking it was going to go high for the first five shots. And the sixth shot was the first shot I actually put the crosshairs like dead on the box and got it, <laughs> got it in the first shot. <laughs> Yeah, how That's bad funny. would have that have been if you shot high and it missed the box, but like the t it hit the table and the table cracked in half and fell down. Just split the table. Dang it. Well, I was worried because I only brought one box of ammo and we were two hours away from my house and a box of ammo is 20 shots. And so by the fifth shot, I had no clue if I was anywhere near it. Oh, and I was no. like, man, if we run out of ammo like oh, what are we going to do we're going to have to drive and get more so I, th I was really happy when we finally hit it that would have been funny <laughs> if one of the shots that you missed all of a sudden you hear something fall and it's you actually hit an elk <laughs> <laughs> yeah how ironic yeah then the game warden rolls <laughs> right, up right and yeah excuse me sir yeah, that was a ton of fun, though. Jonathan, I mean, we had a blast literally. hanging out together and literally had a Ooh. blast. And he brought um, his business guy, Mark, up, who's also his videographer, and he filmed the whole thing in slow-mo and got a cool drone shot, and we had the GoPro set up. I mean, it was fun to film. Yeah, it came out really There's definitely good. a hard line in the video where it goes from my cell phone footage to their <laughs> camera footage, though. Yeah, it's you pretty, can tell. like, obvious. You can tell. Yeah, it's not okay. when you watch it on your phone, probably. Like, maybe on the big screen. Yeah, probably not. Maybe on the big screen. Yeah. No, it's fine. It was fine. Yeah. It was just fun. All around fun. Yeah, that was a great time. I mean, makes me want to blow something else up, even though the views are, yeah, they were not great, but. I'm surprised it, it didn't Which blow I up. I am so surprised. I don't know. I'm not, because it's not like, who's searching that sort of thing? Yeah, but I feel like with your videos because you have such you have such a dedicated subscriber base meaning whenever they get a notification they watch it right away like that's why your stuff just like takes off immediately and then when it takes off like youtube starts pushing it so i i don't know i just figured it would just well i wonder if part of it was i hadn't posted a video in two weeks which is the longest stretch i've ever gone mm -hmm. 
since oh, I started. Oh, yeah, you're done. Forget it. Well, I just wonder <laughs> if, like, that messed up, like, the algorithm at all, oh, like, that much yeah, time in between my last posting. Because I was, like, so consistent. And then I went two weeks and... Or maybe they don't want to, they're not know. pushing a video that says, I blew something up. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. Very, well, it's originally the title was the best title on the keyword search was how to sand an epoxy river table. <laughs> how to turn it to sand. <laughs> and so that was that was the title I had at the beginning, and then it wasn't doing great. And I was like, maybe that's like misleading. And so then I switched it to like I blew up at a river table or something. I don't know. Mm. Even if the video oh, didn't man. do amazing, it was still worth it. Yeah, still oh, fun for sure. Worth it. Yeah. Great way to cap off 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I'm already at 101. That's right. Wow, so. just like that, you're on your way to 200. Just like that. <laughs> Boy, that'll take a while. 99 more. I will say, it felt so nice being in the shop again this week. There wasn't anybody following me around. I could just <laughs> build, make a video, like the good old days. Yeah, so how how is it? Working with a, a like a legit production company versus it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I've I, been I regretting you. this. Dis- I've been regretting this decision since about day three because I, I'm not gonna say I was lied to. I just think I was told Misled. the best case scenario at the beginning of all this, and it kind of made it sound like I'd still have a ton of time to work on my own stuff while they were just kind of wandering around getting B-roll and this and that. But it, I mean, I've needed to be present all day, every day when they've been here. So I haven't been able to get anything done. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not good at just not doing anything. And so I haven't been able to get anything done, but it's not like it's because I'm busy with them. It's because my shop's full of their equipment and they're setting up different shots and I'm just supposed to wait So I'm just standing there waiting for them to get the lighting set up and their different little dollies or whatever. So it's like an hour, hour and a half long segments where I'm just standing waiting for nothing, you know, nothing to do. And And you can't make any dust, right? Yeah. Hmm. Until they're ready for the dust. (laughs) Yeah. Well, has their production production house done anything with woodworking beforehand? Like, do they have any experience with this? I mean, they've done a ton of like HGTV shows and other, you know, building shows and stuff like that. I mean, the filming guy that's doing it, he's done a lot of crazy shows. He did Trick My Truck. Mm-hmm. He did um, Deep Water. Horizon. Deep sea, no, what's it called? Deep Sea Fishing deep, something? Deep Sea deep sea Salvage, I guess. Is oh, it. yeah. And oh. he said they were like in submersibles and stuff for that. He's got a pretty crazy resume. It shows he's worked on. That's awesome. So he knows what he's doing. And they're all super nice guys. I mean, it's fun hanging out with them. I yeah. just was kind of thinking I'd still be able to get videos out on the regular. But I think it's going to get better now because they kind of filmed me doing a whole project. That took a long time because I had to build it in front of them. And then now it's just on to kind of stuff that I'm not involved with that they'll be there filming but a lot of it's outside not in my shop and so I think I'll have more time moving forward here at least until the end so mm. we'll see yeah fun we shall see fun it's an experience yeah that's how I'm looking at it at least it's something I can look back on and say I I gave it a go right yeah <laughs> All right. I gave it the good old college try 
and I'm back on my iPhone. Mm. Yeah, but to be completely honest, just between you and me. And, <laughs> and anyone else everyone you want to tell. And anybody <laughs> And else. everyone listening. Um, I would not be disappointed at all if, like, the pilot airs and they decide, you know, I don't think we're going to make this into a show, and that's the end of it. I'm kind of at that point where I'm like... This is a fun experience. I don't know that I have it in me to do nine more episodes after this one. Wow. So, I sure. mean, gosh, that's going to be like a year, right? That's a, yeah. that's a long time. I just, I just don't know if it makes sense. I mean, on multiple things, like for the other episodes, I'd have to travel because they wouldn't be at my property. So I'd be gone a lot away from the family. And financially, the money's not amazing. I mean, honestly, YouTube's better. So I don't know. And I don't really care about being on TV. Mm. It's not that big a deal. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's out of my hands. If they go on with a season, I'm contractually obligated to continue with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it still could um We shall see. So either way, I will not be disappointed. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm still floored. I get to tell people that you're on TV. Mm -hmm. Not yet. Well, not yet, but you're making a TV show. Yeah, but that's the thing is it might never see the light of day, which is why I don't think I'm supposed to talk about it. And I've completely ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's okay. Oh, my God. What's the worst that can happen? NDA, well, NDA we should, is, is optional. It's optional. Good thing I didn't go to that Festool thing. You'd know all the new tools. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That aren't even released. Just go to Festool.edu. Right. Or EU. Yeah. Not EU. EU. Yeah, EU. <laughs> EU. Um, we should probably go to the after show, though, because we've got seven questions. Yeah. Well, from well you guys do. I'm patrons. going to bed. Oh, I'm just <laughs> going to bed. We're going to answer the seven questions. Um, I guess I should thank our other patrons here really quick. Our returning top tiers. We got Dev Sales, Ray Rodriguez. I nicked my Johnson. Ouch. At, ouch. 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 Jeff Green, Mike Leiden, Scott Holland at Elevated Wood Design, Adam McKeon, Patrick Campo, Tim Bumgardner at Eason Bomb STL, Jordan at Rustic Creations, Eric Spensley, Spensley Design Co., Derek Jennings at Pecan Tree Design, Aaron Gregerson, Nolan Russell, Alan Dranberg, Ricky Harkins, Jeff Noel at GHIJKMNOP63, Nicole Lobby, Robert Fisher, Andreas Wenmir at Jurassic.cc. He's from Sweden. Then we got Jono Reich. <laughs> And he's uh, at Yono28. He's also Keith's neighbor. Mm -hmm. Got Ben Fuller at August underscore trails underscore design. Nicholas Fairfield at Fairfield Woodworks with an X. Michael Olson at m.j.olson2181. And Nick Leonard at Stated Woods Co. I want to yeah. give a special shout out to Mike Lydon that you mentioned there. He's a patron because I met him at JLC on Friday. It's awesome to meet him chat with him a little bit and uh thank you very much for the support mike he also sent me a t-shirt a little while back that i gotta give him a little shout out and Ooh. firefighter he gave me a, a challenge coin from the boston fire department so very touching very he, uh, oh. very humbling i really appreciate that mike yeah. thank you and he's gonna burn your shop yeah <laughs> my god well, I want to give a special shout out to one of our patrons as well, because I was cutting out all the letters for that sign, and I nicked my Johnson. 
<laughs> um, with the scroll you, saw, you didn't let me. You didn't let me finish. Oh. I nicked my Johnson. Um, DM'd me and gave me some good <laughs> advice on how to get him cut out perfect. So, oh, appreciate him as Woo! well. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I, that went a different direction. <laughs> have you guys ever? Speaking of uh, your Johnson, have you guys ever ordered anything from the Tool Nut? Or ever heard yeah. of it? So they're. I think they're near me, like yeah. in New York, because I've been to the store. So. I ordered something from them the other day, and I so I get an email that's just you know one of these spam emails, and it says from the Tool Nut, and the subject line of the email says "Drum roll, please, earn TNA points." <laughs> TNA. It's like great. I'd love to earn some TNA points from for my nut for my Tool Nut. <laughs> oh my gosh! This is after show material. Wow. This is On that sure. note, after yep. show. we're heading to the after. We'll show. follow this up in the after show. I'm gonna take the bus. I'll see you guys. All right. Okay. All right. See you Keeps guys. in the penalty box. We'll see you in a minute. <laughs> <Sin bin. laughs> bye bye. <laughs>